everybody. Welcome to the Canine Inspired Podcast. This is Danielle, Aaron, and Beth. And we are here to explore the connection between humans and dogs and to give you some tools to strengthen your bond with your dog and with your community. So today we are joined by Ms. Brittany Arneson, formerly Brittany Hagen. It's weird to hear you say my new last name. Isn't there are it? some people in this world, once you get married, that you've like as put in your Hagen world. Yeah. Or your first name world, your right. first last name world, and your second yeah. last name. So you and army people, it's weird yeah. when you say my I'm like, oh my God. I was shocked you I'm honored it. by that. Um, well, also, I think I'm still in your phone as Danielle Haven, no? Yeah. Brittany still- just spilled all over all herself, over by the way. <laughs> this- like I missed the hole in my coffee cup. <laughs> it's fine. I think this is pretty appropriate of our relationship. Absolutely. Things spill. Exactly. Yeah, you're still in my phone as Danielle Haven, because that's where we met at that outpatient. And I would refuse to change it to the point where sometimes I have trouble remembering your last name <laughs> when I'm like looking for something. I'm like, shout oh, yeah. out to the Haven and Woodbury. Hey, <laughs> I bike there every session. Oh, did you? Yes. Because you were living out in that area. I was living with my parents at the time mm-hmm. and had um, no license at that point. It was taken away. And rightfully so. By no means did somebody just come and <laughs> just because you're like really a nilly. bad person and the DMV doesn't like you. Yeah, or... they were like totally biased. <laughs> um, so yeah, it was one of those things where, you know, there was a lot of people in the program, and I definitely quickly was like, oh yeah, I'm going to try to be your forever friend. Oh yeah, yeah. And the program we speak of is the program to get to soba. Yes, yes. And at that point, it was funny because I already did inpatient. So then I was yeah. like, I was like, I was hardcore. Yep. I was like at that point, and it was funny because a lot of people who get in trouble, you know, casually, probably don't need to quit whatever, um, go to this outpatient thing. So it was just so night and day. I was there like, I can never drink again. Mm-hmm. Like I'm gonna die if I drink again. And these other people are like, no, I just got a DUI once from a party. Well, and then I was in a third category in which yeah. I had never confronted any of mm. my issues. And yeah. I just went straight from like, oh, my God, like I have a serious problem and I don't want to tell anybody, but I have to tell somebody or otherwise I'll die to the Haven. Yeah. <laughs> and so like even for me to go like, hi, I am Danielle and I'm an, I'm an addict alcoholic, I would just sob. I couldn't even get the words out. It was the most, like, it's funny how you get what you need, right? Because, like, in theory, it was the most inappropriate place for you to be because there were, like, (laughs) casual people giving up drugs and alcohol, and they were, like, not giving it up. They were also like, hey, we're going to go get messed up this weekend. You guys want to come? Yeah, and And how can we get around the the, the urine analysis? And I'm like, there's a urine analysis? Like, (laughs) what is going on? Danielle thought we were all going to be emotional when she said it. And she's crying, and I remember being like, no, I get it. Like, uh, But I feel like you're not in the right place, ma'am. I don't even know if they have Kleenexes in this room, is how I felt. I was like, I'm just like ready to bare my soul. And people are like, let me just get through with this. So I actually got in a little bit of trouble there because I was a big doodler. And a lot of the stuff we did wasn't really that intense there. We would be like, no. Yeah. And so. Sometimes I would just doodle words, and one of my activity sheets, I doodled the word murder on the back. <laughs> and not 
for any specific reason. Like I always like to write big bubble letters and I don't know what I was thinking. But I got called to the office by our teacher who was lovely. I can't remember his name, but he was lovely. He was a, I think he's at the VA hospital now. Well, he's lovely. Yes. And he was like, listen, you can't turn worksheets in with the word murder on the back. So I like had to talk to him for like 20 minutes. I was like, listen. Like a half a yeah. really mischievous yeah. brain. Yeah. I don't well, want to murder anyone. So uh, let's just take a small interlude for sober women and dogs. Woo! Which is a pretty awesome combo that it I really keep is. running. As I get older and more people get, it's not like, it's not like it's more prevalent when I'm older. I think people are more open about it as I get older. Right. Because, like, it was around when in my 20s. Like, there were other people who either wanted to give up alcohol or wanted to give up drugs that just didn't talk about it. I just think that finally now I'm at an age. Well, also, I have put out a vibe that's like, tell me anything. I'll tell you anything. Sure. Like, I walked in this place and I was like, by the way, I'm bleeding out on my pants. Can just somebody have a tampon? <laughs> like, that's just how I live my life. Um, Brittany's like, I'm here for the podcast. Oh, crap. Do you have a tampon? <laughs> I'm literally bleeding out. Um, no big whoop. There's a trail. And by the way, our producer, Mark, is sitting here going, oh, God. He loves it. He was like, just don't look, make eye contact with me, girls. Yeah, right. I feel like Mark's <laughs> Mark, down with the Mark's get down. down. Yeah. Like Mark's, Mark's, down. Mark's down to clown. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> period. Isn't this not a period? Period. Is this not a period podcast I'm on? Wait. We're doing period sobriety yeah. and dogs. Dogs. So we're done. Did you ever have a dog with old their enough? Period? Yeah. Yes. It's terrible. Listen, my cousin came home from Mexico with two Mexican street dogs. Yeah. One of which immediately went into heat. It was terrible. So it was a real fun time in, we, in in my house. That was the first period I ever saw. My my stepdad has hunting dogs, and he would always wait until the last possible. Like it was like they were three years old when they finally got them neutered. Right. Or is it females of spade? Whatever spade. Thank you. And so growing up, we had these weird, um, like, material, it was like canvas, like Velcro things we mm -hmm. had to put on the dogs. And then you switch out a giant pad. It's like a chastity belt, like medieval times it for dogs. It was insane. So, like, I was like, <laughs> like 10 or 11, no, probably like 12. I'd never had my own period. Oh, okay. But I was like, this is what it's like. Like, like, this is insane. I do not want this. Like, why you... do girls want this? Like, <laughs> yeah. I, that's the only experience I had was switching out Brooks pad doggy pad doggy pad and they were thick i was like that's not gonna fit in my day of the week underwear <laughs> do you remember are you there god it's me margaret yes i do uh, mm -hmm. there should be a dog version yeah there should be except <laughs> nobody should have to do that like just get your dog spayed immediately richard okay so not that there's really anything else to talk about now because we've really we've hit all the important. It all. Yeah, print. Mm -hmm. But tell us about your work with secondhand hounds. Oh yeah. Okay. So I've I've been so dang lucky. Um, I've done amazing stuff with you. I've done. I've just feel like I'm just constantly. Once you get into the world of volunteering in Minnesota, there's just like this crazy world that you could just be living your life. It's like the matrix. And all of a sudden you're like opened your eyes to like this whole world. Right. Um, and during quarantine, I had been made, making a lot of TikToks and silly videos because, you know, going crazy <laughs> and needing attention. Two things I'm really good at. Um, and I'd reached out to Secondhand Hounds and I was like, y'all, they just had started their TikTok and had like, like a 
500 followers, something stupid, you know, because they have all the dogs. They it, have wait, all the I content. don't even know anything about TikTok. So is 500 a lot or a little? It's a very little amount okay. for, for a rescue that has all the cute dogs. Just okay. like you guys have all the cute content. You guys should have all the people like I would want to follow anything you guys do. And just like a lot of people would want that. So I reached out to them. I literally I would say cold call, but, you know, cold emailed. Mm-hmm. I was like, listen, Rachel. I need to make videos for you guys. Like, I need it more than I need anything. Please let me make videos for you guys. And so it was one of those things where I was like, nothing might happen and I'll be fine. Or they might reach back. They got back to me like a week, which was like, all of a sudden I'm like doing high kicks in the air. Because they're like, yeah, we'd love somebody to do videos for us. Yeah, that's a dream come true for a nonprofit. And so now I literally get messages like hey um here's a video of my foster dog falling in a toilet like here's the like, perfect I live my life like getting out of my car and seeing that i have like three emails of doggy videos that i get to like put to like you know put to music or edit and follow these great stories about rescue and it's just been so dang fun and so positive especially during this time where it's like you just want to put some stuff out there that isn't controversial and fun. And I've been so lucky. And then yesterday I got to Because make... those things still exist. Totally. Yeah. And they totally exist. And they and sometimes they exist in a vacuum. Mm-hmm. So it's just so cool when someone's like, um, I know this video is kind of dumb. It's of my dog scooting its butt across the floor. <laughs> and I'm like, yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, Bring yes, it. yes. And yesterday I got to film a video of Quasi the Great... The um, short-spined German Shepherd. Okay, I already already love this dog. Yeah, this dog is insane. Just quasi, you had me at Quasi the Great. His name is Quasimodo, <laughs> Quasi the Great, and he is a short-spined. There's only like 14 known short-spined dogs in the whole world. And he's, and I was literally like, felt weirdly lucky. I was hanging out. Um, with her, with Quasi's owner and the social media director at um, Secondhand Hounds, and I thought to myself, "Who gets to do this?" Like, and I know it's most people; it's probably not a big deal. But I just thought to myself, well, "Like, this is the group of humans where you're just like happy in a non-happy time, right?" And I have these people that are like, "Oh, should we put them at this angle? Would it be funnier?" Like having conversations about something so silly, and I was like. God, I feel so lucky today. But you, and also you have a contrast though, because like you have life before yes. sobriety and life after sobriety, and it yeah. just looks different. It looks different. Oh, a hundred percent. I mean, also you have to keep in mind I was deployed in Kuwait and Iraq as a combat medic, which was amazing. I mean, there was awesome aspects of it, but there was also some really hard aspects of it, and I think that sometimes kicks in, and I get like emotional because I think to myself. Like these, if I can just, if I can just be in the moment, like sit in this room even right now and think I'm with Danielle, like we met in <laughs> rehab. We didn't even have a year of sobriety yeah, in her That was like 10 years ago. I like would cry all the time over nothing. At all times. And I just think, how cool, like you contacted me, like, do you want to be on my podcast? And I was like, what a cool world I'm in right now. It is cool, but let's back. Okay. So let's, let's back, back up even one, more. One. Okay. First of all, I may or may not be sitting here contemplating, do we need a TikTok account? TikTok. <laughs> First off, you should create TikTok because I would join. And of course you need a TikTok. TikTok. Of course you And do. how can we get Brittany to do it? Oh, God. But great. let's, just, Let, well, well, let's yeah. just contemplate this for yeah, a moment. Okay. Course. So, but I would also like to hear from you. Mm-hmm. Um, 
what what you got out of volunteering for Canine Inspired Change oh. and, and, and like what made you want to do that, and et cetera. I mean, and your dogs. I want to hear all about your dogs and all your animals as well. Okay, it started with Izzy. I actually ran into you later at my talk. I was doing some work for my talk. So I, I at this point, no, at this point I had been on KQ for a while. And then I went to my talk and I ran into you because you were doing an interview. And I was like, wait, well, this is so cool. You're doing all this stuff. And you were like, yeah, well, do you, you have a dog, right? And I was like, yeah, I have Izzy. And you were like, well, why don't you get her certified? Immediately started recruiting. I mean, yeah. immediately. It was just like Scientology. <laughs> You had me do one of those 100%. e-reader deals, and I was like, here are all my 100%. secrets. Um, I already knew them. I Perfect. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, you would ask, and I thought, of course, like any dog owner, so you're telling me my dog can get more attention and get told it's even a gooder girl. <laughs> perfect. So I immediately got her into um, therapy dog class, and she killed it. Was Not, that with me at, at the canine No, coach? this is before. Okay. Oh, no, no, this is... Um, you told me about a, a program that was up and running, and yeah, wait, it was with you. It was at it the was canine 100% coach. It was hundred percent with yeah. you with canine coach. It's funny because I don't associate with canine coach anymore. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you were totally a teacher. Yep, and it was so funny because when um, Izzy was a hundred percent amazing, not because of me. My stepdad, it was his um, old hunting dog. Mm-hmm. So at one point when she was testing out, and they were doing all this chaos, and my dog is literally doesn't care about anything. They she Izzy fell asleep and the lady said, Your house must be very chaotic. A little judgmental. <laughs> She's like, Do you have a lot of kids in your house? And I said, No. <laughs> and I was like, Okay, like, all right, lady. Like, yeah. I see you, I see you. Yeah. But anyways, Izzy passed it great. Um, and we started volunteering with you, and it was just so it was so what I needed at that time. Like I needed to Meet more people because, you know, I'd been in the sober bubble for a while and sometimes you can find yourself just doing your routines. I'm kind of obsessed with my routines. And um, it was how I got introduced to Transition Plus. Yeah. Um, and all the stuff I've done with Gigi's. Um, Gigi's Playhouse. Gigi's Playhouse. Um, and that's actually into where I ended up getting married at. Yeah. Um, but it was like, it was, and it, I was a little worried because my dog... My dogs are all really active. And so right. I thought to myself, volunteering where they read to your dogs like was never going right. to work. Or like a hospital. No. Mm-hmm. Izzy like kisses aggressively. Mm-hmm. Like she just wants to, she was, you know, she's a black lab and she's go, go, go. So I never thought I was going to be able to do any sort of volunteer work with my dog because they, they're food driven. They're bored Same. easily. Same. That's why I started this. And your program was perfect because you got to interact and also like... I'm going to be honest, the aspect of them having many failures is incorporated into the program. Right. It took any stress out of it. I remember Izzy peed in the tunnel. Like, we had this <laughs> bomb tunnel, and it looked really hard to clean. She peed in the tunnel. And you were like, you know what? Like, you turned it into a lesson. You're like, what, should we but shame her? Life. Should we yell at her? Yeah. Should we, you know, and you were talking to these kids and they're like, no, you know, it's okay. She made a mistake. And it was incorporated in and it was empathy from kids who aren't naturally, uh, you know, uh, often giving empathy. Or they are just so pigeonholed into um, this kind of label that totally. they're not normal. I'm doing quote fingers yeah. normal. And... So we're like, what's normal and who cares? And p- everybody makes mistakes. And that doesn't mean that you're not redeemable. And that doesn't mean that you can't, 
you know, still turn it around or make another mistake often in the same hour. And that's totally okay. And in doing it, in doing our program with these dogs, yeah. it really shows these kids the, that aspect of life. But also it lets them go through a tunnel over a jump for yeah. those people that don't know what our program looks like. It's a lot of coursework. And, and so there's um, an animal assisted play therapy yeah. element to it in which these students can feel excitement and they can kind of get the issues out of the tissues, yeah. you know, cruising around with the dogs, yeah. make mistakes, but still have fun, feel frustrated, but then overcome. Yeah. Um, and, and it's just basically a microcosm of the macrocosm of what life throws at you. Absolutely. And I think um, I think it's nice, too, because what success looks like for anybody in the program differs. Right. Some some people will have the owner walk with them through mm -hmm. and some dogs don't want to do the tunnel and just them touching their nose to the tunnel. That's right. the end success. And I love that. It's pure acceptance of and, from meeting you where you're at. Yeah, exactly. And I just, I remember too, one time we were doing some <laughs> class and our dogs, Izzy and Sharpie, went at it. Like no, they, no, no. It was Izzy and Kenai. Ken yeah, 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 yeah. And May all she of rest sudden, in peace. Oh, I know. She's a good girl. Mm -hmm. She's a good girl. Even though her and Izzy just were no, like, they, they, they were like, like throw it out. And they both were, I, I, Izzy must have been like 10 years old at the time. Yeah. And neither of them were spring chickens. And I, Izzy had already like missing half her teeth. And canine was mostly, you know, attitude. It was over a treat. They yeah, were both totally. going for the same treat and they kind of got growly at each other. And then, you know, but we were able to say, well, sometimes you don't get along with somebody in your class. Yep. And that's okay. Like, what can we do to make this a harmonious right. uh, classroom, even though we know these two dogs don't get along? And the the solutions. I and mean, we're not trying to say, we're not trying to paint any oh, like, no, not picture. like picture. It's like they obviously aren't getting along. Yeah. You, what you're seeing is true. We're so not like, going to gaslight you. So this dog is going to sit here and this dog is going to sit over yeah, here. And like, you know, you can like both dogs. It's like you can like both people if they don't get along. And yeah. I thought that was one of my, right, of course, right. I started out mortified, right? My dog attacked <laughs> the founder's dog or vice versa. Who knows? I can't even remember. But more importantly, those were the, that was the lens I saw it through of oh my god total embarrassment izzy can never come back like oh no like first i thought the peeing in the tunnel was bad but mm -hmm. now like she's straight up i think that was all in the same day too. i'm pretty sure like i was like <laughs> done i was like i want to be done and like what a great lesson for not only me to learn but these other kids is like they can relate that like so quickly to themselves right and how like just because there's one bad action does not make these bad dogs. And I don't know why it is. It makes me a little sad, but it also, I get it. It's so much easier to learn lessons through the lens of watching dogs than it is, of course, for ourselves, but even other people. Like how quickly we, we mm -hmm. villainize people because we see a snapshot yep. of them on right. social media or... A bad interaction. Right. It's like nobody is the worst thing that they have no, ever done. And thank God. Right. Like, thank God for that. Right. So. Um, you got a cool program. Aww. It's very cool. And I think that, um, I mean, I've been so lucky. You've always let me bring in whoever, whatever. And like, because of You're that. You're a good like, dog trainer, though. Well, mm -hmm. I've, and I, like, I just have been, I've just been so lucky to have that those parts of my life, especially in times I needed it. And, and like I said, as I always tell people, cause they're like, well, my dog could never, 
And it's like, well, you'd be surprised. You would be. And, you know, one of the reasons why we started Canine Inspired Change is I wanted to open up the volunteerism with your dog world to more people. Yeah. Um, And so your dog can be more active and Mm -hmm. your dog can bark here and there. Yeah. Your dog can, you know jump up occasionally of course we don't want those things and we're yeah, constantly yeah. training our dogs yeah, you know, yeah. to, to be um in the best shape that they can be but as long as your dog is enjoying the interaction and you can um kind of control the outcome and, and you're well versed in guiding your dog's experience then a vast grander scope of people and dogs can then get involved in this work yeah and like I don't know who gets more out of it, the kids in it or the adult dog right. trainers or dog well, trainers. Dog that's what teams. I was gonna Yeah, that's what I was gonna ask you. One, did you notice that your relationship with with like Izzy changed at all through volunteering? I mean, absolutely. I, you I mean look I look at them differently. You look at them differently. Also you just feel like you know, you do so much for your dog and you know in private your dog does so much for you. Mm-hmm. And I've I've felt that way for a long time. I mean, my dog now is thirteen. So she has been there for when I haven't been sober and she's been there for yeah. after. And it's it's fun because I just remember one time, um, like I have a vivid memory of throwing up once and Izzy was laying outside of the bathroom and this is when I was hot mess McGee. Mm-hmm. And I remember her looking at me and being like, like, are you okay? Like mm-hmm. kind of feeling. And I know it sounds stupid because it's a dog and they always are asking if you're okay in their own way. It never sounds stupid to me <laughs> to anthropomorphize dogs. So that's my whole life. Every waking I moment. Right. Anyone who listens to you is probably very <laughs> empathetic to this. Um, and, you know, at some point I... I just felt like, like we were a team and it was so fun to share her light. I, yeah. It was like... I have this good dog who's like just as I mean honestly like I can't say enough of my dog looks like some random black dog walking through the streets like Izzy by no means she's kind of like my secret like I don't even want people to know how special she is because I kind of just like keeping her to myself mm-hmm. like she's my little shadow but she just looks like uh I honestly if I take her to the dog park there's like five dogs that look just like her and I'm always mm-hmm. like Izzy no okay <laughs> so Kind of showcasing her in that way was so fun. And nobody ever picked Izzy at the beginning because she was kind of boring looking. We had all these really fun looking dogs. I think there's like some kind of crazy statistic that you would know this better than me from secondhand hounds. But like that black dogs are adopted less. Yeah, black dogs and uh, cats. And there's a combo of a reason. It's because they're not, they can't take good pictures of them. Mm. They'll never be as pretty as they are in person. Mm. Like, you know what I mean? The pigment always does not stand out as much and stuff. Um, and yeah, they're associated a lot of times with mutts and they're just don't, they're not, you got the, you know, the different colors of, it's just hard. It's, they're not as exciting to look at. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Izzy was never picked first. It was always like, all right, whatever. But as you know, cause Izzy literally nothing, nothing threw her off. She didn't care. She had that course memorized. And she was memorized. like, like, and like, show me what, tell me what to do and I'm going to do it. Yeah. And she would have that course memorized cause she was like. We didn't do a lot of treats until we started training with yeah. you. So she was like, this is where I get treats. <laughs> yeah. You point to the object and I will do what the object. So it's so funny because it was always like kids reluctantly went to her. And then it was like they would see that she was such a 
just bulletproof dog. Nothing right. could throw her off, whatever. And eventually I'd win all these kids over and they were so proud to be with her. And yeah. then when somebody goes, I want to be with Izzy, you're like, <laughs> uh, yeah, like they finally see her for so what she true. is. It's so true. Like now it's so funny because I mean, when I would volunteer with both Robot and Izzy, everybody would want to be with Robot and I'd be like, wrong choice <laughs> you might want to rethink that to you <laughs> like what what does success look like to you because it looks a what little different your, what is your measure in the parking lot eating somebody's sandwich <laughs> especially when i first got her like now she's pretty good but yeah. when i first got her that dog yeah oh my god remember trying to take pictures of her at first avenue and she was like oh my gosh she was like hiding in the parking yeah. lot somewhere i'm just like robot wait did i just see where the robot is now a supermodel i thought i saw something on social media um yeah robot is i've been on this week i've been on two radio stations and two podcasts but robot just goes ahead and trumps everything i'm doing <laughs> by going on um shop hq I'm mean. I, it's so disrespectful. I've worked over. I worked over twelve years in my career, and this bee shows up. She just up jumps the boogie. And I'll tell you what, she nailed it. <laughs> like she always walks like she's got a stick up her booty, but she definitely upped her game when she was on Shop HQ, just prancing and then her awkward posing like a model should, like always like alarmed and thrown up. You know, yeah. It was so funny watching her do that. Um, and again, did not get picked first because there was a far cuter dog there, but she nailed it. I didn't even know that we had a shop HQ situation in Minnesota. Oh, yeah. It's big, too. We Is get, it? Like Lisa Renna shows up to do what? some stuff. Yeah. How do we get Lisa Renna on this podcast? Everybody starts spamming her immediately. <laughs> immediately. <laughs> Lisa, I mean, if Lisa Renna's on this podcast, I'm going to be like, pretending to plug things in like I'm Mark's assistant. <laughs> does she like dogs? Does, can somebody she does let us like know dogs. that? She does like dogs. I know she has it. I mean, I know huh. everything about the Real house. So wait, does every city has a have like a big shop HQ? Or no. do, oh, we just do. We just are. I'm learning we, things. Yeah, like we have a big... Um, uh, I don't know if... She, I would, Hub? I, I don't know if QVC isn't done here. I don't think. But I know all the shop HQ is done from here. Dang. I know, it's Eden Prairie. All right. Well, could you ask Robot for her autograph, please? Yeah, I mean... She kind of does what she wants. So I mean, somehow she, she probably doesn't get out of bed for less than ten grand. <laughs> she doesn't get about a bed definitely before two p.m. So, <laughs> all right. Well, if anybody's looking for uh, a new dog in their life, definitely hit up Secondhand Hounds. Yeah, follow uh, Brittany's Tic Tacs. <laughs> Just kidding. I did that one on purpose. <laughs> Killed it. Um, um, yeah. I. And, I mean, the thing is with rescues is like at the end of the day, I always feel like. It's, it's a great option, um, and there's a million great rescues. So I'm really weird about it, where I'm like, come, go to Secondhand Hounds, but also go to all the other amazing right. rescues, too. I have no preference for right. whatever. And right now, it's a really interesting time, too. Um, we can't even, if you can get on the foster list, and you can competing with hundreds of people that want to foster That is right a now. good problem to have. Isn't it? There are, I know, I'm going to regret saying it, but there are some positives coming out of this situation yeah, sure. at the moment. But, I mean, there's way more negatives and I hate them. But what is nice is a lot of people want to do rescue right now, right. which is cool. And as we talked about, as we were getting a quarter out of my truck for your tampon, yeah. on the way back in, we're like, listen, 
Um, I'm just going to say God is our pack leader. And it doesn't have to be God. I'm just using that word in broad terms. Like there is a higher force out there that it's just not. If you think that everything is up to you, that might be going down a wrong road. You know what I mean? It just is. The world just is what it is. I have a question for you. Yes. What is one thing during this, you know, time where things have slowed down that you want to take into your life once things speed up again? Well, I have been studying with um, a meditation teacher and doing um, breathing practices every single day and like also taking philosophy courses online and like just trying to study the brain. Yeah. And 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 and, um, kind of trying to champion my critical thought (laughs) process and like build that up because I think before I was too much like, yeah, let's do this and could be true. And he healed his spine with his mind. Yeah. Let's go to his seminar and, and very open to all that. And I think just more and more critical thought Mm. and philosophy, my, like what, what is my mind capable? Is it capable of more than it's doing like, and and all that. I want to, I want to carry that out. I love hearing what people want to carry over. Cause I think that, what do you have? Oh my gosh, mine's so obvious. Is don't jam pack your day. Mm. I am so used to filling my car up, outfit changes, lunch boxes, water bottles, and stuff like that. Because normally I do like twelve. And I'm sure a lot of people are like this, but it's like saying no to things, um, and also like not feeling like I have to run out of places all the time. Kind of being in the moment. Yeah. Being, like today, I own the next thing I have scheduled is one p.m. So I just wanted to be here and not be like, okay, I got to run out. Like, yeah. and, 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 and kind of enjoy what I'm doing more and saying, cause I'm, I want to say yes to everything. And maybe I can say, I can't at this time, but maybe next week or whatever, just not, not jam packing my day to the point. I don't get to enjoy it as much. Yes. Strong move. Yeah. I was one of those people though that like when that meme was going around of that, I think it was a cute little hedgehog or something with like weird side eyes that was like. Um, when you find out your real life is called quarantine, <laughs> I was one of those people. So I never had the jam pack. Yeah, yeah. I was always like trying to be home and do all the things at home to yeah. like strengthen the mind and the meditation yeah. and the yoga and all the things and like really protective of that. So I think for me, it's more it's going in the other direction, which is kind of fascinating. That is fascinating. Now, how about like your exercise stuff? Because you yeah. do you did group exercise though, yeah, right? Yep, yoga. Yep. And so are you excited for that to come back? No, because just mm. like on everything is goes on like a, a kind of an upward and a downward and yeah. a flowing spiral. Um, I did a lot about with the body um, and like yoga postures and things which were physically like cent- physical centric. And so um, the next step from that then is to go to your breath and the next step is to go to your mind. So I still do, uh, you know, move around a little bit just so I don't like, you know, freeze up and I can still <laughs> walk. You don't want to atrophy. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. But more, 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 uh, I'm focused on the breath work and the mind work. So it kind of just seemed like a very easy progression to that. So Canine Inspired Change has grown a lot since it started. If you yeah. if you had the ability to pick where it's going in, in 10 years from now, what right. would that look like? 
Do you see how Brittany flipped it and she's now interviewing me? I'm more comfortable. <laughs> I'm far more comfortable in this position than being um, interviewed. Well, I, I I can't believe we're in our own office. You yeah, know, I always had a home crazy. office because we were always doing work in schools. So yeah. we would just take our course, our jumps and our tunnels, and we'd let the volunteers know, you know, when what what the opportunities were. We'd schedule everybody and we'd go to a bunch of different schools and organizations, and it worked like that for a long time. Um, until COVID. And now we're in our own office and we're offering our own programming, which seems like a new level of uh, freedom Mm -hmm. and freedom to grow. Yeah. And then um, now on Sunday, we're doing a video, which Mm. I'm really excited about with Miss Lisa Blackstone, who did all the Newton's apples on PBS and Wishbone. Wishbone. So she's our director. Um, I'd love to see uh, the video series expand, write curriculum for it, have full-time employees, pay them well, be in all the different, you know, be in... Um, the majority of schools uh, in the area in some way, shape, or form, and then also get our videos out just, you know, uh, nationwide because geography at that point um, isn't a barrier. So, Okay, one more question. Yes. Now, you had an idea of what you wanted to build. You, were, you had it before you were even able to get your first four paws on the ground. Mm-hmm. What was something that maybe in the first year or two years – that came out of this that you didn't expect but were like happy that that was a component as well right like um I would say every single time I have to do anything that involves insurance (laughs) banking um anything like in an official capacity um that I don't like to do yeah um but i do it anyways um and let's be honest let kate does it kate yeah. mcmullen shout out to kate but you've only had kate now yeah recently because at first you were yeah yeah so um it's just i think it's the overarching view that like okay so i guess i know how to run a nonprofit. <laughs> i don't know it's still going and it's helping people i mean i never knew that was a skill set i possessed i certainly wasn't uh exposed to that growing up was the for people who want to start their own business or nonprofit? was yeah. the fear of that those steps harder to conquer than actually doing them no well not for me because i had literally no, no idea. idea what i was doing i mean i can't stress enough how yeah. much i was clueless about what non- <laughs> non-profits were um but what i will say um that i did well and it was because of getting sober at the same time starting this yeah as i started this is just surround yourself with strong awesome people yeah um for me it was a lot of strong awesome sober women like you and um and a few men that we let into our circle, like Mark. Um, but it's just you surround yourself with strong, awesome people that have um, talents that you don't possess. Like, I have a big picture mind. Yeah. But the minute details, I'm not good at. So yeah. it was just getting your crew together. It's just like how such an, an amazing crew I have now of just strong, awesome people. I feel like that's such good advice on so many levels yeah. because you can't be great at everything, right? No. And, and as somebody who I'm constantly trying to pivot with what my jobs and whatever need to be, um, just knowing that, like, that net, creating a network you can trust and surrounding yourself with people who do know the answers, I think is 
makes things far less overwhelming. Oh, yeah. I mean, in, in my greatest dream, I would have unlimited funds and then like I would just pay you to do all of our social media. And then that way I could hang out with you every single day and we could sit around and laugh about stupid things and just, you know, yeah. um, build an empire based upon people that want to make the world a better place through their animals. And actually it's really nice and refreshing. I think you were the first person um, who really, I, a lot of nonprofits, um, you know, they, there's a lot of volunteer work, which is great. I actually love volunteering in a lot of things, but I remember you at an early stage in the canine spirit change. You're like, until I can pay, I will do all the main instructions until I can. And mm-hmm. you have, you were such a big advocate for people, if, if you felt like they were doing a job, really something hard, taking on the lead of the class or whatever, that you were very adamant about paying them. And I think that is something that is refreshing and awesome to hear. And you, I think you were the first one that was like, I was like, no, I'll do this for free or whatever. And you're like, no, your, your time to do this is worth money. And, right. and that means you can spread yourself you don't have to spread yourself out so thin you can do more. And I just that that always stuck with me in ways where it affected me in my editing jobs and stuff like that, where it's like, it's OK. I sometimes just need to say no, because there yeah. are moments where you're like, I can't think less of my skill sets. No, not at all. And also we do have a structure set up where there's people that do volunteer. Of course. Yeah. And then but, but they get a lot out. I mean they get yeah. a ton out of and it. I, there's yeah. room for then people to become paid lead teachers for mm-hmm. us cuz like just you know, uh geographically I can't do it all. And so if we are going to grow and we're going to get the program to more kids, yeah. which we want to because we know it helps people, Absolutely. then we need more people teaching it and there's just no way. Yeah, you're right. There's it just in my mind it just never computed that I would ask people to do that for free because that is a very that's a hard job that yeah. should be rewarded. And or should be compensated. But you know that's unique, right? Like that's I a don't. I guess that's just what goes under the category of I don't know, really know what I'm doing. I just know what I feel. Well, like there's a reason but I have a really good board too. So yeah. I should just for anybody but listening. But you thought that before you even had a board. You used yeah. to say things like that to me. And I just yeah. think that's really cool. And I again I it is funny. I think that happens a lot in your life where you think that person knows how cool they are because they think that way. Mm. And then you say it to them and they're like, No, I had no idea that was <laughs> <Yeah>. unique. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Okay, by the way, you're cool. <laughs> Brittany, I love you. This was so fun. So fun. You got a good thing going. Just keep it up. And yeah, and like I said, the volunteer aspect, you get way more out of it than you put in. I mean, I was showing... Being a lead is, is kind of hard, but when you just get to show up with your dog, it's really and it's fun. only an hour and it flies. I re- You know, okay. I remember thinking... What would I do if Canine Inspire Change doesn't make it? You know, yeah. these thoughts come in the of head. Of course, and that's it goes in everyone's head right. for every career. And so I'm like, oh, okay, well, I would you know, continue doing like the, you know, yoga and philosophy studies I do. And then I would just find a place where I could just show up and volunteer with my dog. Yeah, totally. I hope there's a place like that out there. I'm like, wait, that's what I'm doing. That's what I'm making Wait, I need right to keep now. this going, you know. Oh, my God. And can we talk about one of... Even like I've had experiences where we had to totally pivot on how we were teaching it. Every time I've done anything with you, even the experience, I don't want to say it's a bad experience because it wasn't a bad experience. It was an overwhelming experience. I'm scared. 
No, 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 no. You should be scared. You should be terrified. You know me. I love bringing people down. <laughs> Hit you off your high horse of success. Um, and um, we ended up having to switch up how we're doing it, less kids and stuff like that. It was just, it was a lot going on. Even that, it was so funny because me and the volunteers were like, well, it's just kind of a sign we need to we need to be here. Right. And I just think that's funny because like, even something I would even on the corner of like, was this a success the first day or whatever? Or was it too much? You know, it it was so successful. And I think it's just something that it you felt the same way. You're like, this is more of a sign that we need to be here. We'll pivot. We'll figure out what we need to do. Everybody, um, you know, maybe less kids, maybe more volunteers, mm-hmm. whatever. And I just think that's a really also cool way of thinking. It wasn't like I and mean, I think that that's something that you hold true even now with everything going on, you just think, no, there, there needs to be more of this in the world. Well, I'm pretty good at building the plane in the air. <laughs> and sometimes that is on the plus side. Like the and Lego sometimes movie. that is on the negative side. But on the times where it's on, like, it's, it feels real scary for people, I've got a team around me that's like, okay, let's get the freaking wheels up and close the hatch door real quick. Do we need an engine? <laughs> yes, we need an engine. Throw that on that bad boy. Um, yeah, but I'll always get us going. So that's cool. Well, keep, I mean, just keep being insane. That's I, of course. And then, everybody, if you have any questions about us, go to canineinspirechange.org. Uh, please like and subscribe to our podcast. Woo. Also, um, Brittany will be reoccurring. So, if you have any questions for her, throw, throw those out there on social media and stay tuned for our um, up, an upcoming podcast where, where we will just simply discuss dog training dog training um questions do you have stuff going on um i was a professional dog trainer for 16 years and that's how very uh, good thank you that's how this uh, whole thing started so we'll throw a podcast out here and there that is just dedicated to that too so thanks so much for listening Brittany. thank you for being here i love you i love you love you all bye